Deep Fried the Willy Mammoth. American spy. Your code name is Jonah. Because, like, your guy's name is Jonah. <laughs> Welcome to Reading the world's only choose your own adventure literary podcast. I'm Bill Lyon. And I am Brian Ward. And this week, choose your own adventure number six. Your code name is Jonah. Six hours have passed. You have just been dropped by helicopter on the deck of the schooner Arcturus. Captain Lindstrom is briefing you on the progress of his mission. We have wonderful tapes of the new whale song, the captain says, but we haven't been able to decipher it. They're working on it at MIT, you know. What about the Russian defector, you ask? Ah, yes, Lindstrom replies. We have on board Alexei Minkov, who deserted from a Russian submarine. He has told us that he has a secret, but he doesn't feel ready to tell yet. He says that although he is defected from Russia, he still loves his country and has a certain loyalty to it. I respect that. I respect him because he is honest and sees that everything is not simple. Lindstrom is interrupted by amplified melodic sounds coming from the monitoring station. Those are real whales you're listening to, he says, not just recordings. But that's an old song. We think it means gather here. They're only a few hundred yards away. Bill, thank God he got interrupted, because this guy is so full of shit, this captain. What's that? And so are you. Yeah, I mean, not this you, is Brian, just a... but this character. <laughs> yeah. This is just a fucking shit. I respect, I respect him. Who the fuck like that? He's the captain of a schooner? You think schooner captains talk like that? This guy's a fucking commie piece of shit. Yeah, asshole. absolutely. Inharmonious, mediocre, lacking in finesse and euphony. I love waterboarding. Wheels are screaming. <laughs> that's that's the, how I, I get my, my job. <laughs> well, that's today's work. Good night, all. Captains are so impressed with MIT. They're such great bedfellows. Is like, M- MIT, you know? So it's, it must be... I saw him downstairs with his mother just before the broadcast. Yeah. 
He hates, he, he sees some guy from MIT, he's like a 50 year old man. Mm -hmm. He sees some other 50 year old man from a MIT. college pretty boy. He beats the shit out of him. Like, race shames him. Like, homophobic slurs. Takes his underwear, gives him a wedgie. You know what I mean? Just like, steals his wife. Mad at me? Why, we gotta be very good friends at my Halloween party. Oh. Like clowns and mimes, these guys are natural enemies. <laughs> they, they have nothing, nothing good to say about each other. And now, it's a new whale song as opposed to an old whale. Like, how the fuck do you tell a difference? You know. Yeah, I know. These KGB guys are like, tell us what the the meaning of this new whale song is. He's like, uh. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. Yeah. They instantly know that's not the new whale song. How the fuck do you know what a new? Everyone's an expert. But like, it's got a beat. <laughs> Oh, that's in the wrong key or something. How the, what are you talking about? And they never go into this. I would love to ask the logic of what is like a new whale song and a not. And now, folks, this guy, he dreamt that he heard a Beatles album that only existed in his mind. And he actually came up with, I don't know if he recorded it, or if he just wrote out all these song titles and everything. And, he, and now, folks. And now, folks. This is like the Beatles album that I heard from another dimension. Awesome. What's that? Oh my god, that's amazing. When they're coming up with these new whale songs versus old whales, what are you talking about? It's all just, you know, this crazy thing. And that actually happened to me a couple times. Let me alone. <laughs> my subconscious tried to make me believe it. I had this new Sid Barrett bootleg. Oh. And now, folks. Oh my god. The, the, the UFO club. Oh my god. Oh, I'm, I'm hearing like, I can't. I, this is unreal. And it actually sounded legit, too. My, oh my god. This, this is amazing. And I realized when I woke up that. Oh man. And it, it was still amazing. Like this beautiful thing. I summoned it somehow. Or Wasn't I, I marvelous in that play? Went through into that portal and got a taste. What? <laughs> You know, almost this near-death experience oh to come God, out or like God. channel something. <laughs> so it could be pretty cool, but they never really explain the allure. Eerie. The whale songs are eerie. Obviously they are, but... Yeah, you could get really creative with some writing here about yeah, these yeah. whale songs. What's up with them? Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. When did Hoffa die? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's a fascinating point and yeah I think if I were writing this book about whale songs I would want to get really creative maybe there's like different teams of whales maybe there's some communist whales I don't yeah. fucking know maybe they have different agendas maybe there's like an evil whale who wants to like betray his own people or who's like selling them out you know he just wants like a bachelor pad and freaking like I don't know like a million dollars in a Swiss bank account and like some whale babes to just like whatever something give me something here because this guy is talking about you know you were sensational Woo! You've got Russian defectors in here. It's funny, there's no American defectors, because America can't be bad, so it's all right. Russian defectors. <laughs> yeah. I love how he's a defector from a submarine, too. How the fuck that happened? I have no idea. How you just, like, vanish from a submarine? You can't defect from a submarine. It's not like right. Star Trek. You can't beam yourself uh, out. Uh, I, hey, uh, Bob, I'm going to go take the trash out. Is that cool? I'm just going to yeah. take this trash out. Um, It's a big bag of trash. Uh, we might do some laundry. To, uh, you got any quarters? Um, be right back. I feel. Where are we in Greenland? I need some. I feel Greenland currency. Yeah. Where are the phone? Uh, be right back. Promise. I feel guilty. Hey, anybody need anything from from Aldi? I'm uh, I'm making a run. Hey, you guys, you guys want a Starbucks? I'm making a run. 
I'll be, be right, right back. back. Yeah, yeah get, get some smokes. You want? Hey, hey Captain. Hey Captain. You uh, you want some? I think it's. I bet. You want some Marlboros? Blueberries? We're right off the coast of Cape Cod. You need to mail this letter. You gotta mailbag. Mail. <laughs> Get away or I'll break your arm. <laughs> you know, I don't know how geographically precise that is, but there's like a lot of sub action off the coast of New England. That is that impossible? Really strange. Have the whales have a little more say in the story. These whales are talking. I want to know what they're saying, and you never know. You don't know why they're talking. They have to have some sort of agenda. Some kind of agenda. If they have that much intelligence, where they're trying to communicate to us, terrific performance. Have some fun with it. There is a glimpse of that where it's like Doctor Strange. Your guy thinks he's talking to Doctor Dumont, and he's on the phone, and everyone's listening to him. He's like, "Wink, wink, America is destroying the whales, so the Russians can't get at them." What the fuck? That's some serious shit. Anyway, folks, as I was saying, America's just like, well, you know what? You, we're gonna force your hand. We're just gonna start blowing up whales, you know, left and fucking right, until you cave in. Oh my God! Let's play some hardball here. But then, on the other hand, if the whales started to actively fight back, that's what I'm talking about. You know what? It's not like a, a koala or something like that. You can just like, bet, <laughs> yeah. you know, slash. Yeah, just shoot it. You have the biggest fucking mammal on Earth. If you started ramming shit or something, these things are not helpless. Well, guess what? There's not 450 whales left in 1980. There's like 400 million, and they've been hiding <laughs> down in the deep, just planning yeah, for in this the, day. In this fucking cove, yeah. breeding like crazy out of yeah. control in their breeding cavern. What if that's the message? Following our success last week with the women. Like, we've been making this massive fucking whale army. We're gonna annihilate the sun never sets on the whale empire. How about Russia has nukes attached to whales and they're gonna just ram all these whales oh in the God, United States. Of course. Whale riding a nuke and a nuke riding a whale. Coming at you. Oh, there's nothing scarier than that. How about there, there's a whale is like, if you're gonna destroy our habitat, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna destroy the whole earth. And they got a, a whale and they've talked it out and they've learned to strap a nuke to their back and there's a whale swimming to the center of the earth, just ramming the uh, earth's uh, core. Gonna blow up the whole goddamn planet. And that's why they never come up anymore, because they're going straight, straight down. down. Just they're drilling straight down. down. Kamikazing their fucking brains out for like 300 years, straight into the earth's core, drilling a hole. You know, EP is kind of in a trifold dilemma here. I don't know why I said trifold. I might say five things or two things. I like that word right there. But he's trapped, as you said, by American can do no wrong because he's writing a book that yeah. he wants to get published and he doesn't want to get shot by the CIA. So America is great in this book. Okay, he also has to make whales great because save the whales and that's what's gonna sell the books and he's writing it to kids. Also, he can't make Russia too evil because Packard's blog. Shoot you many times. Yeah, he can't make Russia have any any kind of actual evil plan because mm -hmm. one you can't make the enemy too smart you know what i mean like actually like have a, a plan that could actually foil america america has to be all powerful yeah and also he's kind of you almost feel like his conscience is involved here and he wants to teach the kids we can all get along mm -hmm. so you have this book that's just this spy caper that's like we all get along the spy book well well it is nice treaties and not just one, but again and again and again. And it's just like the lamest thing you can come up with. You're not even directly involved. Uh, good evening, Mrs. Day. How do you do? 
How many of these endings, all of a sudden you're kidnapped, like three hours later, you're blindfolded, you smell gasoline. And, and the, the guy's, guy's like, like, you know what? <laughs> you want some soup? They just they just called us on the phone. They just signed this treaty. <laughs> Everything's cool, man. Yeah, I'm like, let's oh, smoke together. Here, yeah. try this. Uh, try some soup. That's this neutered spy world that this book exists in. Let's read one of these. Um, I think you got to get one of these horrible piece of cord endings. It was almost baffling to my intellect and to my heart to go through this. It was painful. God, I don't, it's so boring. I don't even want to read it. All right. You will be glad to know, he continues. We have learned the secret of the whales, even as we were trying to get your Dr. Dumont to give this information himself. Our first thought was to use the Cavern of the Whales as a military base, but we decided against it because one H-bomb would seal the cavern forever. That is why only half an hour ago, our Premier and your President reached an agreement over the hotline. The cavern will be preserved for the whales forever. And you get a two-week vacation after that, and you sit on the beach. You know, at that point, I was just waiting for you to become a whale. <laughs> You're with Dr. Dumont, right? And you escape on a boat. You're escaping from the Russians. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start talking to the whales. And the whales are like, okay, we're going to divert them. We're all going to go, mm-hmm. we're going to go left and you go right. Or the, or the whales are like, wow. It is now 20 degrees cooler inside. Meet us in Cairo. We've got something for you there. You know what I mean? Uh, you'll reach my brother, Whalus Maximus. He's, <laughs> he's in, you know, he's in freaking Cairo. Go yeah. there. And- he's got a guy that supposedly understands this language, then actually have like this communication. It's just always this peripheral. How about proxy- the secret of freaking Atlantis or something? The whales are like, yeah, we got a great, tre- we got a buried treasure for you. Something, mm-hmm. something the whales could tell you. Something. <laughs> are you ready? In the balloon by the Sahara, do you remember there's one ending where you're riding a whale and it's majestic? It's awesome. Absolutely. It's fucking great. Someone hit you? What the fuck are you talking about? And the whale's like, I think he's waving to you. It's so stupid. In that book, which is about a fucking desert, you're riding this whale it having takes this one page. Time. One it's page it. to outright this exactly. entire book. <laughs> There's no, there's no payoff. There's no payoff in this. I think my favorite ending in here is when you get sick and you're in the hospital. <laughs> the last time I was in the hospital, I listened to Jack Benny. I was on painkillers. It was awesome. I prefer a little sympathy to ridicule. That, that does sound good. So, that's my wish for this guy. I don't think this guy has any interests of any kind. He probably listens to these whale songs in, in his hospital. He's waiting for Boston 5 to come <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. He's listening to Boston in the ICU. For heaven's sake, stop complaining. With pneumonia, wheezing. Listen to the... Is that me or is that the whale's... For the So man, I got all the code names, <laughs> right? Uh, so there's there's two really funny parts of the, the book of Jonah that are like perplexing for scholars, translators, or whatever. And <laughs> so after the whale story, that mm-hmm. that takes two. There's four chapters in the book. It's super short. Have you ever read this, the book of Jonah? It might lead to serious consequences. So it's it's one of the shortest books of the Bible. It's four four chapters. The first two chapters are the whale stuff. And then I think, you know, it's about uh, the, the first chapter is the whale stuff. The second book is this horrible poem that Jonah is supposed to say. It's really? like a prayer slash poem. <laughs> I, I'm ready. It's the Bible. Well, who, who knows? But uh, what's the matter? You afraid? 
the beginning of the book is like, God says, Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them they need to repent of their evil ways. That sounds familiar. And Jonah says, I don't want to. They're just going to repent anyway. You're God. Why do I have to go? Okay. And then so he disappears. He goes to get swallowed by the whale. Then the second chapter is he, it's like, it's like, oh, God's so great. He let me out of the whale's mouth. Then he goes to the city and they repent anyway. And he was totally not needed. <laughs> so then the fourth chapter, he's complaining to God. And he's like, oh, really? yeah, he's like, why did you even send me? And so he goes outside of the city. And this is the part where it's like almost impossible to translate. All right. And he's like, sits under, it's either translated as a gourd or a pumpkin. Awesome. <laughs> and he just sits underneath this. He's like sitting in the desert, almost trying to let himself like get sunburned to death, wow. not eating. And God makes this pumpkin grow up over his head. And, uh, and it just makes no sense. And uh, this sounds like where the great pumpkin came exactly. from. Exactly. And then the end of the thing, it's like kind of funny. So you, you chant, I think this is in the Eastern Orthodox Church, you chant mm -hmm. the Bible. The ending of this book of Jonah, you wind up having to chant it, but it... What it ends with is this, this phrase. And also much cattle. That's like the end. So like once a year, I think in one, some denomination, the Eastern Orthodox Church, I don't know whether it's Greek or Coptic or whatever, yeah, yeah. like the whole church has to go, and also much cattle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying my code name or mm -hmm. one of our code names, maybe Pumpkin Gourd. Damn, I was going to take pumpkin. Or I could be, and also much cattle. <laughs> it's kind of scary. It's kind of like pulp fiction y. Yeah, and also, if, if you hear Jonah's coming for you, you're like, eh. But if you hear, and also much cattle is coming, you're like, motherfucker. Shit in your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, your guy's named Jonah. So you want to be codenamed Pumpkin? I would love to be. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. cool. I like that. Hold that thought. Yep. If you pull out a pumpkin, oh, it's going to be awesome. Pumpkin head. You just come out with pumpkin head. Reading. Yeah. Goofy cabbie. Don't accept ride from strangers based on blind faith. Car chase. Another hospital end. Another double agent. Cab driver is double agent. Good heavens. Bad guy. Car falls off cliff. Cool grappling hook stunt. Shot by KGB. Premise is so stupid. Nice. Okay. Those weren't as funny as sometimes. You were very funny last week. Very funny. So you kind of, you escape, right? Or the other car that's chasing you explodes for... God knows what reason. Well, there's only one other reason, so let's take up a collection. <laughs> this is kind of funny. You thank the driver for his work, and strangely, he smiles and says, Anytime. So the strangely lets you know right away that this guy's a double agent with this. They tell you in about, like, one more page, which is just stupid. For whatever reason, you get this hot tip to go find this British agent, think it's Boston, and you find him, and he's in a hospital, and all his ribs are broken. 
and he says, oh, thank God you're here. You have to go find this whale song tape at like maybe a lighthouse. And he's like, before the Russians put it on a submarine. That won't be necessary. You get to them in time, kind of, and you can either you can either foil their plans or one of the endings. You, um... you notice a man in a black raincoat approaching. You whirl and run towards the entrance to the airport, then dash for a taxi and jump in. Take me to the Lord Dunbar Hotel, you tell the driver. He accelerates down the airport access road while you watch out the rear window. The Ford is following. Can you shake that car behind us, you ask? I don't know, but I'll give it a try. I've always liked a good race. He accelerates and then makes a screaming turn, doubling back on the side road. You hear the screeching of brakes behind you as the Ford tries to stay on your tail. Your car gathers speed. If we cross McCurdy Avenue before the light changes, they'll never get us, the driver says. You glance at the speedometer. It's quivering at 65 miles an hour. The light is changing. McCurdy Avenue is about 100 yards away. Now the light is yellow. A car ahead of you is braking to a stop. The black Ford is gaining from behind. Cross traffic is beginning to move as the light changes. You don't see how your driver can make the crossing, but that may be your only chance. If you tell your driver to gun it, you turn to 46. If you tell him to brake, you turn to 50, Brian. Which did you do? Fucking gun it, man. I gunned it too. Gunning yeah. it was awesome. No, I'm not afraid. You gun it, you kind of get away. You black out, you wake up in the hospital, and your boss, Oddard guy, is there. Yeah, if, you're, if your boss is there in the hospital room, that's, you're probably not doing okay. Since I was 10 years old. And then your cab driver walks in. That's also not good if your cab driver's in the hospital room with you, too. Guess what? I was the secret agent you were looking for, the double agent or whatever. The bad guy you were looking for was me, and I'm not a bad guy. I'm a double agent, <laughs> and I'm your cab driver. It's so dumb. So... I came up with an analogy for this, Brian, how stupid this is, because it's difficult to describe the, the double agent, double crossing nonsense that's going on here. And who's in perfect health when you're in the same car and you're laid up for a while. Well, uh, yeah. That's, that's the least of it. So here's what it's like to me. I thought about this. So Brian, okay. you're a salesman for Coca-Cola. Good. All right. Not for any reasons of hierarchy, but just for the story, I'm your boss, okay? The regional sales manager. I'm a regional sales manager for Coca-Cola, and you're uh, whatever that would, you know, you're just... Well, gee, it does hurt. Salesman guy. And uh, so I'm sending you to Boston. Okay. Paul Revere's Lobster and Chowder House has recently switched over to Pepsi products. Oh, shit. That's... Yeah. 
exactly. I look on that as an opportunity. <laughs> What's your greatest weakness? That I like Coke too much. Yeah. I don't know who to go to. <laughs> okay, so the Pepsi salesman, Brad Johnson, Ugh. won the account. Win it back at all costs. I'm counting on you, Brian. Take this Brad Johnson guy and his Pepsi down. Go get Coke in Paul Revere's Lobster and Chowder House. Do you like house or shack better? I struggled with that. Paul Revere's Lobster and Chowder House, Boston. Brad Johnson never heard a whale song in his fucking life. That's right. So, on the cab ride to Paul Revere's Lobster and Chowder House, the cabbie regales you with tales of Coca-Cola. He's like, Coca-Cola is a delicious beverage. It's the best. It's my fave. I love what you do. I got Coca-Cola paraphernalia in my house. I love Coke. Oh, man, Coke is so good, Brian. You're sending me to the sales call in a cab? You're taking it. You got in a cab out of the, you know what I mean? You went to Boston. You you flew to Boston. I'm in the airport. I'm in the Boston airport. You get in this cab and, and this cab driver's sure, sure. He's speaking your language. Wow. Okay, cool. you, got, you love, love Coke. Of all the cabs and all the... And he says, I, I know we just met and this is crazy, but here's my number. Call me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm never calling that. And, and let's, let's get, get a, a Coke sometime. sometime. So yeah, you're freaked out, right? So what you do is you tell him, you just like abandon ship. You say, tell him, <laughs> just drop me off at the nearest strip club. <laughs> you're not going to the chowder house anymore. You're like, <laughs> and you say, drop me off at the nearest strip club. And in a sudden impulsive change of heart, Maybe you're freaked out by the cabbie's strange breaking of emotional boundaries, but whatever. You ask him to, and when you get to the strip club, he surprises you by parking the car, not charging you the fee, and he accompanies you inside the strip club. Huh, okay. You can't shake him. So you just make the most of it, and about like wild night, about four hours later, the two of you OD on cocaine. <laughs> this is night? I was imagining it was daytime. It was. You guys went way into the night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe it's like four hours, eight hours, whatever. Yeah. You've been there. You've just blew your whole expense account. Sure, sure. So you you screwed up. You wake up in a hospital with your oh, boss, man. played by you. me, yeah, smiling at you. <laughs> and you you say you say to me, "This is your dialogue here. I should have given you the your, your regional I'm dialogue." I landed the account. If you're, if you're... <laughs> you say, "I never made it to Paul Revere's Lobster and Chowder <laughs> House." You say. I'm a sex addict and a drug addict, and I have a problem. <laughs> I know, Brian, says your boss, smiling. That's me. Mm -hmm. Smiling at you right now. I know. And so does Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. In walks your cabbie, smiling. He does a gun's finger point wink, click from the roof of his mouth, think. That's right, Brian, your boss says. That's me. Brad Johnson doesn't work for Pepsi. He's been working for Coca-Cola all along. <laughs> we never lost the Paul Revere Chowder House account in the first place. Relax. Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. That's nice, smart material. <laughs> and you have a two-week vacation. Two-week paid vacation. Great. I love my job at Coke. Why would I even send you to Boston if we already have the account? Why would I put this field agent? Why would I have? Why would I even make up this character, Brandon? It makes no sense. It doesn't. So this is exactly what happens in this nonsensical yeah, this caper. Well, so long, fella. You think I was working too hard? You wanted to like shake me out of my routine? This guy doesn't work too hard. This guy tells people they drive their Ferraris too fast. This guy's not a good agent. What's it going to be? This guy sucks at shooting. His marksmanship is awful. He's like a desk agent that somehow made it onto the field. 
This guy doesn't need a vacation. Is this a situation where you have a a terrible employee at work who's always like messing things up and getting everybody's hair and just and you tell them, you know what, I got a really big job for you, Bill. <laughs> I need you to go to the store and buy lots and lots of scotch tape. Pick out the best ghost. Go to every store. Here, I'm giving you, here, take $700. Fuck, take, here, you know what, take my credit card. I want you to go to every Staples around Chicago. Don't, go to Indiana and just find the best deals on ta scotch tape and just take, take like seven days. Just get it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can get the thing done. Are they just trying to get him away from the whale thing from the national security? He's such There's a, a tape agent. expo in town. You might you might want to go to. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Not very modest, is he? Maybe Albert is sending Jonah to like a record convention. He's like, get some new tapes. You know what I mean? Maybe there's some whale song oh, tapes yeah. in there. He's like, there's a record fair. Yeah. See if you can get any bootlegs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've always wanted these Boston boot. You know you love Boston. Now sing. Go get some Boston bootlegs for a tape. You know how much expensive tape probably was? Oh yeah. All that money is going to their cars. Ferraris, Mercedes? They're, they're recording over that, that same reel again and again. Why yeah. That's why that thing got erased. It wasn't the KGB agent. They were just uh, probably just fucked up recording some big, big fucking, fucking mistake. mistake. Big fucking mistake. When he wants to go to this Laura Dunbar hotel, didn't you want, didn't you want, didn't you want, didn't you want to see some slices of life from this hotel? Yeah, yeah. This is the hotel all the spies come into, don't you think? Wouldn't that be Yeah. Speaking of that, why aren't you ever in Russia? You're this like Russian, how about, how about freaking Russia? You're speaking Russian, people are, you don't know what's going on. The dirty streets of Leningrad. You know what I mean? Underground mafia stuff, communists, double agent, people wanting to defect. You meet a lady in Leningrad who wants to like escape. Halifax. What the? This is just based on basically like wherever Edward Packard liked to drive and take like the scenic route to like take his kids for like on a summer vacation to like a cottage and swim. Blueberry picking all this Blueberry shit. It's picking. all filtered through a, an Italian scientist. Well, you know what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> My favorite part of this section is uh, one of these illustrations of this goofy cab driver. This, this yeah. cab driver is so hilarious. It's, it's like ro like Roger Ebert. <laughs> Mixed with like the Hamburglar, and you get this, you get this cab driver guy. It's awesome. Oh, you nailed you know, it. What? We don't talk enough about these these illustrations. What? You, oh. you kind of take them for granted, but they're, they're they they are really cool. Some you of see, them are really he does plain. look like the Hamburglar. He's wearing this like wrestling mask, like one of those masks, like those Zorro masks <laughs> over his eyes. Mask. Some fun, hey kid. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be probably shadow in there, but it looks like a Zorro mask. It's, Im it's impossible to describe. It's impossible to it's describe. It's impossible to describe. It's, it's like a vision of madness. It's, it's impossible to describe. It's, it's like a vision of madness. Vision of madness. No, you got it perfectly when you said Hamburglar meets Roger Ebert. That's exactly what it is, except it's a woman. It's like they're, oh, yeah. they're like, like, like when Louis Anderson plays a woman. Yeah, movie. it's like their 40 year old daughter who never moved out of the house and it's like a <laughs> gland problem. He's a cab driver now. Yeah. <laughs> Not even gonna get into it. Of course he's all right. Do I look worried? 007 career counseling from a frightened window. The files of missing Dr. Claude Dumont. Mrs. Dumont. Professor's wife spills the beans for no reason. Keep her secret forever. Become a marine biologist. Same goddamn save the whales ending. Piss off old lady with your real politique. Linguistics professor is kind of a dick, and so are you. Thugs make you talk on the phone to someone you never met, hoping this stranger will trust you with the greatest secret in military history. Another damn double Asian ending. Shot by KGB. You end up meeting this missing professor's wife. She seems like a very sweet, left-leaning old woman. Mm -hmm. Well, let's scram. 
She's very amiable to her husband's work. She thinks as he thinks. And so one of her tests, when she talks to you, she wants to know I hate this. why you're even involved. What are you going to do with this information? What do you say? Uh, I, I love whales. Absolutely painless. Yeah, you have an option. You can either say whales are good or you can say government is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad you feel that way, Mrs. Dumont says. I believe I can trust you, so I will tell you the truth. The new whale song is a message. Its meaning is this. The whales have discovered a great cavern in Deception Island off Greenland. The cavern can only be approached by underwater. Once inside, the whales rise up to sea level to breathe. The cavern may be as much as 20 kilometers across, and its roof is 100 meters above the surface of the water. It's dark, of course, but the whales can, in effect, see with sound waves. This haven, perhaps, has kept them from extinction. It is their homeland. It would also make a submarine base that could be invulnerable to attack. If Dumont is captured, he will do everything he can to keep this knowledge from the Russians. He has also decided to keep it from the United States government. I don't know whether he is right or wrong, but I have decided to trust you and to trust your judgment. You thank Mrs. Dumont and bid her goodbye. As soon as you get back to your hotel, you telephone Obard. Well, Bill, that begs the question, why the fuck? Why the f Why? Painless. What was that? Six o'clock? Exactly. I mean, that was my rant in the beginning when we were talking about the premise of this book. It makes me, like, just that anger you just expressed. That's why I got so hot about it. It's so stupid. And when, oh, my God. When I got to this part of the book, I got, like, incredibly angry. These are either the worst spies in history or they're working so far above their own level that it comes back down to starting over again. You know, it's just unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. I'm getting out of here. Now, with this knowledge comes... A dilemma here. Yeah. Are you going to um, spill the beans and tell the president and, you know, the CIA or whatever the hell it is you work for? Or are you going to hide, bury the secret deep down because you, you realize the environment and nature is more important than governments and spy stuff and nuclear war? When will I see you again? You should live so long! Now, the funny thing is you get the question twice. You can just keep it a secret or you can tell the boss and then your boss is like, you know what? This is going to be a feather in your cap. I'm not even going to take this big win from you. You come in, meet the president with me. Let's have him hear it from you. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome for your career, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to get to have your cake and eat it, too, and get self-righteous and be like, no, I don't want to tell the president. I would maybe rather become a marine biologist. <laughs> and that's your choice. So now you get to have the moral choice of saying no and become a and like if you become a marine biologist, what a freaking waste! How much you're going to go to school for six years at as like a forty-year-old man? How good are you going to be at marine biology that you're going to out marine <laughs> yeah. biology? The biologist, the biology, the greatest biologist in the history of maybe my mankind who's discovered the secret of how to speak whale. Are you going to outdo that? Because if not, why don't you just keep his secret in the goddamn first place? The only thing I can think of is that this guy is going to take over his life. He's going to, like, <laughs> take his wife. He's going to take his career. He's going to drive his uh, uh, Mercedes, possibly. One of these sweet marine biology cars. I think that's where he's coming from. It's not a, like a... You know, it's, it's not like his his own goodwill. I think he's just going to take over this guy's life. He's like, they're never going to see this fucker again. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's a spy. This guy. guy, this is the only smart thing this dumbass has done this whole book. I'm your husband now. Hey. Uh. Let's go do some science together. Your name, please. A whale told me to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a whale. A whale said that I'd like hamburgers again tonight for dinner. We have to have sex. The with the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> the whale said, "Never look at me directly in the eyes again." Make me some Russian soup. I want to make some. Uh. <laughs> The whales want to know what our kids' names are. I I know already, but uh, why don't you just tell me and I'll tell the whales they want to hear what you have to. They're testing you. <laughs> I don't think this, from this illustration, this, these people are way past their child rearing years. Yeah, you're, I mean, I just went with you there on the banging his widow <laughs> thing, but yeah, she looks like she's like seventy years old. And which makes it even funnier. Just moving it. These cookies are delicious, wife. Hey, let's play this game where we say each other's first names out loud. Our own first names. I'll go first. Pumpkin. <laughs> Maybe pumpkin gourd? Damn, I was gonna take pumpkin. Pumpkin. Would you call me pumpkin? Do you know my code name? You never told me your code name. <laughs> the, the whales want you to never leave the basement. Aw. <laughs> uh, I hope that's okay. Well, I... What's the... Take our vacation to What's the... What's the... Fucking difference. Uh... I'm looking through your vinyl here, and I just see a lot of Lawrence Welk. Um, you got any Boston? Do you like whale music? Well, I didn't mean it that way. This Hall and Oates tape is pretty sick. Private eyes. <laughs> They used to freak me out when that Maneater song would come on. Me too. I took it literally. Me too. I'm so glad you felt the same way. It's like a really upbeat song for a dire warning. Which made it even more scary to me. Yeah, yeah I was, was watching like, out for this man. I thought it was about a woman, but I'm like, this is something that yeah. can happen. Oh, uh, nurse, sterilize my mandibular injector and have the gutta percha ready. Yes, doctor. You have like a, like a Boston Strangler. Right. You've got a man-eater. I agree, that's what I thought. I'll strap you in. She only comes out at night. Whoa, oh my god. I'm never out at night. There probably is a yes, man-eater out there. Strap me in. Yes, we don't want you squirming around. Oh. 13 fucking ghosts yeah. shivering at night seeing these phantoms and shit thinking about man eaters. Oh my god. Watch out. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. They'll chew you up. Oh my god. Fucking, what a great time. Great time. Dude, right. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up. Make sure to follow us uh, on Facebook at uh, Reading Roulette Podcast. 
Twitter. Shoot us an email, readingroulette.podcast at gmail.com. For Reading Roulette, I'm Bill Lyon. And I am Brian Wood. Reading Roulette. Yeah.